Welcome to SIBO Talks. I'm Dr. Michelle Teo, the Health and Wellbeing Director of SIBO Health and a Chartered Counseling Psychologist. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about how seasonal changes can impact our psychological well-being and how we can manage these changes effectively. Now, it's not uncommon during the fall and winter months to experience changes to our psychological well-being, which encompasses our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors. Colloquially, you may have heard of this referred to as the winter blues, and in clinical settings, this was historically referred to as seasonal affective disorder or SAD. However, uh, in recent years, a clinical diagnosis of SAD no longer exists. Instead, it falls under depressive disorders in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, where clinicians attach a specifier that the depressive disorder follows a seasonal pattern. Irrespective of the terminology used to describe this experience, symptoms are common enough amongst the general population that the topic arises each fall or winter, particularly in parts of the world where days become shorter and the weather becomes colder. Without delving too deeply into the clinical side, uh, changes to our psychological experience during the fall or winter months reflects the experience of a depressive episode. We've likely all heard of depression, and you may know some of the common symptoms. Similarly, the winter blues can be experienced through various symptoms, and this is what we're going to discuss first today. So most commonly, individuals will experience a persistent depressed mood, such as feelings of sadness, emptiness, or loneliness. And these feelings are really dominant, meaning that they're felt throughout most of the day, most days of the week. This doesn't necessarily mean that individuals don't experience other feelings like joy. However, these feelings may only be fleeting and the depressed feelings often arise more quickly and they are more persistent. In teens or children, we may notice that they become irritable and angry rather than displaying a depressed mood. And this is very unique to their age cohort likely because at this age, they're still learning how to express their emotions. Associated with these depressed moods, individual may experience a loss of interest or pleasure in activities that they normally enjoy. For an example, uh, avid hikers may find that they have no interest uh, to go out to the mountains for a hike at the weekends throughout the winter months, or someone who really enjoys reading may experience very little pleasure when delving into a new book, which is unlike how they normally feel during other times of the year. And this loss of interest or pleasure in activities may lead individuals to stop engaging in these activities altogether, which only exacerbates the depressed mood that they are experiencing. Another symptom that may be experienced is a change to cognitive abilities, which can include things like difficulty thinking, concentrating, or even making small decisions. Some may refer to this as a type of brain fog where thoughts are more scattered and unclear, therefore making it more challenging to concentrate on everyday tasks in work or academics. And making decisions often requires clarity of thought Therefore, even making a small decision, like choosing what to eat for dinner, can become challenging. 
Somatic symptoms or those associated with our physical bodies are also common when experiencing the winter blues. So this encompasses changes to our sleep and our appetite. Individuals might experience insomnia or the inability to sleep, or they may experience hypersomnia, which is oversleeping throughout the darker and colder months. And both insomnia and hypersomnia over time can lead to increased fatigue. In terms of appetite, individuals may find that they're eating more than usual, and typically this includes cravings for carb-heavy foods, which can result in changes to weight. Now, it's important to note all of these symptoms are interconnected, meaning one symptom can exacerbate other symptoms or make other symptoms worse. For example, if I'm experiencing insomnia, then I'm more likely to find it difficult to think clearly and concentrate during my working day. I'll also find it much more difficult to regulate my emotions. Therefore, feelings of sadness and emptiness will be harder to deal with. And this also means I'm less likely to engage in activities that can bring me pleasure. So as you can see, one symptom can have a huge knock-on effect on other symptoms. And altogether, this makes it very difficult for people to tackle the winter blues and engage in practices that will help mitigate these symptoms. As previously mentioned, these presentations that we see during fall or winter months reflect a depressive episode. Individuals who do experience depressive episodes and even bipolar episodes during the depressive phase will experience these types of symptoms. However, the key difference with the winter blues is the regular temporal relationship between the onset of the episodes and a particular time of the year. Essentially, this means that each year, as the colder and darker months approach, an individual experiences these symptoms. But when the warmer and longer days approach in the spring and summer, the symptoms disappear, or what we call a full remission of the symptoms. It's also important to note that a clinical diagnosis of depressive episodes following this seasonal pattern does require a proper assessment by a mental health professional. There are stringent criteria outlined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders that must be met to be formally diagnosed, including a significant impairment to various areas of our life, such as work, academics, or leisure, and a continuous onset and remission of symptoms following this seasonal pattern for more than two years. So if you are concerned that you're experiencing many of the symptoms I just shared each year, then speak to your family doctor first, who can conduct an initial assessment and may potentially refer you to a mental health specialist like a psychologist or a psycho psychiatrist for further assessment. Regardless of whether we experience the common winter blues or if we're formally diagnosed with depressive episodes following a seasonal pattern, there are various techniques and practices that we can engage in to mitigate the intensity of these symptoms. I'll be exploring some psychotherapy techniques, as well as giving you some information about your diet during this time of year, and finally also discussing how light therapy may be beneficial. Let's start with the psychotherapy te techniques. Given the nature of the symptomology with the winter blues includes 
both emotional symptoms like a depressed mood and behavioral symptoms like a loss of interest or pleasure in activities, sleep changes, cognitive difficulties. The most common psychotherapy technique used is called behavioral activation. So as the name might suggest, behavioral activation involves activating certain behaviors that are likely to elicit changes to your emotional state. This technique generally tackles multiple symptoms concurrently, since, as I previously mentioned, all the symptoms of the winter blues are highly interconnected. Behaviors that might be activated using this technique include things like enhancing your social support network, engaging in activities over time that can generate interest or pleasure, using your physical body to activate neurotransmitters associated with feelings of pleasure and joy, and making changes to behaviors that are exacerbating symptoms like poor sleep and appetite. Before digging in, it is important to understand that behavioral activation requires us to change our mindset. So often when we're experiencing the winter blues, our minds are sort of working against us. We may have thoughts like, no matter what I do, I won't feel better. Or something like, I'll feel better if I just stay in bed all day. However, the research does demonstrate that behavioral activation, getting up, getting out, doing things, supports our well-being over time. And despite feeling the urge to do nothing, activating behaviors are what elicits the best outcomes. So you will need to encourage yourself and remind yourself that engaging in these activating behaviors will have a long-term benefit for you. Here at Sivo Health, we have designed the Mental Health Champion Training Program to support employees' mental health both inside and outside the workplace. Mental health is now recognized as a significant contribution to long-term absenteeism. Our mental health training programs are designed to provide individuals with the tools to recognize mental health in the workplace and support those in crisis. We are wholeheartedly committed to improving an organization's mental health and well-being. And as such, we understand the key processes required for this change to come to fruition. Our team of well-being specialists provide attendees with the necessary tools needed to engage in open conversations about mental health in the workplace. Our mental health champion training can be provided across all levels of an organization with the view that any individual feels equipped to support their peers or colleagues in mental health distress or crisis. Contact us today to inquire about Mental Health Champion Training for your organization, www.zivohealth.com. So let's talk about what behavioral activation techniques you can try if you're experiencing the winter blues and want to start feeling better. First, use your social support network to your advantage, and this can be done in several ways. Start reaching out to close friends, to colleagues, or family members to talk through what you're experiencing. We know that having someone to listen empathically to our challenges and offer us comforting words or some advice can help us feel less alone. Now, loneliness is a strong predictor of long-term depression and also maintains symptomology. And the research demonstrates that improved mental health outcomes are associated with maintaining and improving our social support networks. So actively reach out to one or two people that you trust to have that conversation. You can kill two birds with one stone here also. 
consider seeking new experiences with your support network. So it's likely that you're not the only person in your friend group experiencing the winter blues. And this is a nice opportunity to explore some activities that you can do together. It might be organizing a meal at a new restaurant that you've been excited about, finding an indoor club league sport to take part in, or choosing an easy hiking trail for a crisp winter walk, weather permitting. As you are engaging in these activities with your friends, pay attention to how your mood changes. And when you start to experience a spark of interest or pleasure, make a note of it and organize to engage in that same activity again. The best types of activities are active ones where you're getting out of the house and trying something new. However, if you're really just not feeling up to it yet, consider something at home like a board game night or a movie marathon night. The key is really just to get socializing with the right people and this will lead to feeling a little bit more like you're enjoying the experience. Somatic difficulties like change to sleep and appetite can also be supported by behavioral activation techniques. Sleep is really key to our ability to regulate our emotions and also our cognitive abilities, such as having clarity of thought and decision making. So depending on the changes to your sleep, there are different techniques to try. For insomnia or that inability to sleep, look at your sleep hygiene routine and address areas for improvement. You want to ensure that you're winding down before bed at least one hour beforehand. And during this time, you should minimize your tech usage. So all of our phones, laptops, tablets emit a blue light, which has a direct impact on the hormones associated with our sleep-wake cycle. The hormone melatonin uh, is naturally released in our bodies as the sun goes down and it results in us feeling less alert and more tired. However, blue lights from our tech devices disrupts that production of melatonin and therefore we're less likely to feel tired. Insomnia can also be a result of overthinking or cyclical thinking, particularly when we're experiencing the symptoms of the winter blues, we're more likely to worry about how we'll function the following day or throughout the week. Tackling our unwanted or unhelpful thoughts prior to sleeping can be hugely beneficial in helping us get a good night's sleep. So activities like free writing prior to sleep may aid in this. As you're writing, rather than paying attention to the content of what you are writing, focus on allowing your mind to wander and writing what arises. There's no need to worry about what makes sense. You're simply looking to put your thoughts down on paper. Other good sleep hygiene tips to follow include ensuring you're sleeping and waking at the same time daily, engaging in relaxing activities like reading, free writing, gentle stretching before bed, and keeping your room temperature cool as feeling too warm can actually disrupt your ability to fall asleep. Now, in cases where you find you're experiencing hypersomnia or oversleeping, those tips can also be useful, and we want to ensure that we have a good sleep hygiene routine, particularly sleeping and waking at the same time daily. However, aside from behavioral activation, there are other things that may help you tackle that hypersomnia. If you've ever heard of sunrise alarms, 
people have found these to be helpful during the colder and darker months. These devices utilize a sunset and sunrise light feature, which induces your body to suppress hormones associated with sleep in the morning time and to produce those hormones prior to falling asleep at night. So the light itself will mimic a sunset across 30 minutes to one hour prior to sleep and will mimic a sunrise 30 minutes to one hour before you wake up. They may also include sleep sounds such as white noise to accompany the sunset feature and gentle waking alarms like birds chirping or gentle, or gentle music alongside your sunrise. Some of the higher end devices allow you to choose how low and high you want your light in the evenings and mornings. And they may also include Bluetooth that you can connect to your phone and listen to a sleep meditation before bed. So let's look at behavioral techniques to address symptoms related to our cognitive abilities, such as lacking a clarity in our thoughts, difficulty concentrating, or even making small decisions. So exercises or practices that actively help you focus on the present moment can enhance our clarity of thought. Things like taking mindful breaks throughout our day will also support concentration and decision making. So you may consider techniques like a five-minute breathing space, journaling, or taking a short mindful walk a few times during the day, and also engaging with a little bit of self-compassion, reminding yourself that it's okay if you're not fully on top of your game during this time of the year. It's not uncommon for this symptom to be experienced, and so giving yourself that little bit of leeway and not putting too much pressure on. Finally, your diet can also support your sleep-waking cycle while simultaneously addressing changes in your appetite. Now, these tips come from a nutrition expert, um, so hopefully they can help you a little bit. Foods that are rich in tryptophan, such as turkey, nuts, seeds, and dairy, can help boost serotonin levels. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that plays a role in regulating our mood and also our appetite. So consuming these foods may help improve your mood and also reduce cravings for comfort foods, which can lead to overeating. Maintaining a regular eating schedule can help regulate hunger and fullness cues. So eating at consistent times can also stabilize blood sugar levels, preventing energy crashes and excessive snacking. Starting the day with a protein-rich breakfast can help keep you feeling full and satisfied, reducing the likelihood of overeating later in the day. Protein also supports stable blood sugar levels as they provide amino acids that are necessary for the production of neurotransmitters such as serotonin and melatonin, which as previously discussed, play essential roles in regulating sleep and wake cycles. So balancing your macronutrient intake and timing is key for optimal sleep support. Warm and comforting meals and beverages can help increase your core body temperature, making you feel more comfortable in the colder weather. So this can reduce the tendency to eat for warmth and comfort and helps to preserve energy levels throughout the day. Fiber-rich foods like whole grains, vegetables, and fruits can help regulate appetite by promoting a feeling of fullness. Fiber also aids in stabilizing blood sugar levels and supports your overall digestive health. Things like including a variety of food in your meals can promote sensory-specific satiety. 
So when you have different flavors and textures in your meals, you're less likely to overconsume any single type of food. Practicing mindful eating by savoring each bite, eating slowly, and paying attention to hunger and fullness cues can also help prevent overeating. Mindfulness overall can also improve sleep quality as it helps to reduce stress and anxiety. Vitamin D plays a very crucial role in mood regulation and supplementation with vitamin D during the winter can help prevent the winter blues and improve your overall mood. But you want to consult with a healthcare professional to help determine the appropriate dosage for your individual needs. Keeping a food journal where you record your eating habits and moods can help you identify specific triggers or patterns that lead to overconsumption of less nutritious foods. And understanding these triggers can empower you to make more mindful choices and to find healthier alternatives. And finally, having nutritious meals readily available can reduce the temptation to reach for less healthy options, especially during busy or stressful winter days. So consider meal prepping as part of your routine during the winter months. These are all different types of behavioral activation techniques that you can try to aid in those symptoms or that experience of the winter blues. And similar to a sunrise alarm, which I spoke about earlier, light therapy may also be helpful to manage symptoms associated with the winter blues. So if you were to purchase a sun lamp, you want to find one that's medically graded at 10,000 lux or more. Use it for about 30 minutes in the morning while you're eating your breakfast or having your coffee and ensure that it's positioned about two to three feet away and don't look directly into the light. Research has demonstrated that most individuals will find an improvement in their mood after four to five days of consistent light therapy, and it works similarly to that sunrise alarm, so you may decide to purchase both devices. Lastly, as briefly mentioned previously, it's really important for you to engage your compassionate self during this season. It's completely normal for our psychological well-being to change at this time of year, And it's not uncommon that if we experience this annually, we may also feel a sense of dread as the season comes upon us. So remind yourself that it's okay if you're not feeling as peppy or energetic and ensure that you're using some of the recommendations I shared today to really take care of yourself. We may need to put a little bit of extra effort into our self-care practices and our sleep hygiene practices during the fall and winter months to combat the winter blues So try a few techniques, consider what works best for you as a starting point, and approach new practices with a sense of curiosity and without any judgment. That wraps up our episode for today. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of Zebo Talks, and we look forward to welcoming you back next time.